Chapter forty five of The Sword of Damocles by Anna Catherine Green. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The hour of six is sacred. Mightier far than strength of nerve or sinew, or the sway of magic potent over sun and star, is love, though oft to agony distressed, and though its favourite seat be feeble woman's breast. Wordsworth It was at the close of a winter afternoon. Paula, who had returned to Grotewell for the few weeks preceding her marriage, sat musing in the window of her aunt's quaint little parlour. Her eyes were on the fields before her, all rosy with the departing rays of the sun. But her thoughts were far away. They were with him she best loved, with Cicely waiting in patience for the solution of the mystery of the stolen bonds, with Bertram eagerly, but as yet vainly, engaged in searching for the vanished janitor, and last but not least, with that poor wretched specimen of humanity moaning away her life in a New York hospital. For the sight of the Jaffa house, in a walk that day, had reawakened her most vivid remembrances of Jacqueline. All that had ever been done and suffered by this forsaken creature lay on her heart like a weight, and the question which had disturbed her since her return to Grotewell, viz. whether or not she ought to acquaint Mrs. Hamlin with the fact that she had seen and spoken to the object of her love and prayers, pressed upon her mind with an insistence that required an answer. There was so much to be said for and against it. Mrs. Hamlin was not well, and though still able to continue her vigil, showed signs of weakening day by day. It might be a comfort to her to know that another's eyes had rested on the haggard form for whose approach she daily watched, that another's kiss had touched the scarred and pallid forehead she longed to fold against her breast, that the woman she loved, and of whose fate she had no intimation, was living and well cared for, though her shelter was that of a hospital, and her prospects those of the grave. On the other hand, the awful nature of the circumstances which had brought her to her present condition were such as to make any generous heart pause before shocking the love and trust of such a woman as Mrs. Hamlin, by a relation of the criminal act by which Jacqueline had slain her child and endangered her own existence. Better let the poor old lady go on hoping against hope till she sinks into her grave than destroy life and hope at once by a revelation of her darling's reckless depravity. And yet if the poor creature in the hospital might be moved to repentance by some word from Mrs. Hamlin, would it not be a kindness to the latter to allow her, though even at the risk of her life, to accomplish the end for which she indeed professed to live? The mind of Paula was as yet undecided, when a child from the village passed the window, and seeing her sitting there, handed her a small package with the simple message that Mrs. Hamlin was very ill. It contained, as she anticipated, the great key to the Jaffa mansion, 
and understanding without further words what was demanded of her paula prepared to keep the promise she had long ago made to this devoted woman for though she knew the uselessness of the vigil proposed to her she none the less determined to complete it easier to sit an hour in that dark old house than to explain herself to mrs hamlin besides the time was good for prayer and god knows the wretched object of all this care and anxiety stood in need of all the petitions that might be raised for her telling her aunts that she had a call to make in the village she glided hurriedly away and ere she realized all to which she was committed found herself standing in the now darkened streets before the grim door of that dread and mysterious mansion never had it looked more forbidding never had the two gruesome poplars cast a deeper shadow or rustled with a more woeful sound in the chill evening air the very windows seemed to repel her with their darkened panes behind which she could easily imagine the spirits of the dead moving and peering a chill not unlike that of terror assailed her limbs and it was with a really heroic action that she finally opened the gate and glided up the path made by the daily steps of her aged friend to thrust the big key into the lock required another effort but that once accomplished she stilled every tumultuous beating of her heart by crying under her breath she has done this for one whom she has not seen for fifteen years shall i then hesitate who know the real necessity of her for whom this hour is made sacred the slow swinging open of the door was like an ushering into the abode of ghosts but she struck a light at once and soon had the satisfaction of beholding the dismal room with its weird shadows resolve into its old and well-remembered aspect the ancient cabinet and stiff hair-cloth sofa colonel jaffer's chair by the table together with all the other objects that had attracted her attention in her former visit confronted her again with the same appearance of standing ready and waiting which had previously so thrilled her only she was alone this time and terror mingled with her awe she scarcely dared to glance at the doors that led to other portions of the house in her present mood it would seem so natural for them to swing open and let upon her horrified gaze the stately phantom of the proud old colonel or the gentler shade of jacqueline's mother the moan of the wind in the chimney was dreadful to her and the faint rumbling sounds of mice scampering in the walls made her start as though a voice had spoken but presently the noise of a sleigh careering by the house recalled her to herself and remembering it was but early nightfall she sat down in a chair by the door and prepared to keep her vigil with suitable patience and equanimity suddenly she recollected the clock on the mantelpiece and how she had seen mrs hamlin wind it and rising up she followed her example sighing unconsciously to find how many of the sixty minutes had yet to tick themselves away can i endure it she thought and shuddered 
as she pictured to herself the dim old staircase behind those doors and the empty rooms above and the little bible lying thicker than ever with dust on the yellowed pillows of jacqueline's bed suddenly she stood still the noise she had just heard was not made by the pattering of mice along the rafters or even the creaking of the withered vines that clung against the walls it was a human sound a clicking as of the gate without a crunching as of feet dragging slowly over the snow was mrs hamlin coming after all or she could not formulate her fear a real and palpable danger from the outside world had never crossed her fancy till now what if some stranger should enter some tramp some a step on the porch without made her hair rise on her forehead she clasped her hands and stood trembling when a sudden moan startled her ears followed by the sound of a heavy fall on the threshold and throwing aside all hesitation she flung herself forward and tearing open the door saw oh angels that rejoice in heaven over one sinner that repenteth let your voices go up in praise this night for jacqueline jaffer has returned to the home of her fathers she had fainted and lay quite still on the threshold but paula who was all energy now soon had her in the centre of the sitting-room and was applying to her such restoratives as had been provided against this very emergency she was holding the poor weary head on her knee when the wan eyes opened and looking up grew wild with a disappointment which paula was quick to appreciate you are looking for marjorie said she marjorie will come by and by she is not well to-night and i am taking her place but when she hears you have returned it will take more than sickness to keep her to her bed i am paula and i love you too and welcome you oh welcome you so gladly the yearning look which had crept into the woman's bleared and faded eyes deepened and softened strangely you are the one who told me about marjorie said she and bade me bring my baby here to be buried i remember though i seemed to pay no heed then night and day through all my pain i have remembered and as soon as i could walk stole away from the hospital it has killed me but i shall at least die in my father's house paula stooped and kissed her i am going to get your bed ready said she and without any hesitation now she opened the door that led into those dim inner regions that but a few minutes before had inspired her with such dread she went straight to jacqueline's room it must all be according to mrs hamlin's wishes she cried and lit the fire on the hearth and pulled back the curtains yet farther from the bed and gave the benefit of her womanly touch to the various objects about her till cheerfulness seemed to reign in a spot once so peopled with hideous memories going back to jacqueline she helped her to rise and throwing her arm about her waist led her into the hall but here memory 
ghastly accusing memory stepped in and catching the wretched woman in its grasp shook her body and soul till her shrieks reverberated through that desolate house but paula with gentle persistence urged her on and smiling upon her like an angel of peace and mercy led her up step after step of that dreadful staircase till at last she saw her safely in the room of her early girlhood the sight of it seemed at first to horrify but afterwards to soothe the forlorn being thus brought face to face with her own past she moved over to the fire and held out her two cramped hands to the blaze as if she saw an altar of mercy in its welcoming glow from these she passed tottering and weak to the embroidery frame which she looked at for a moment with something almost like a smile but she hurried by the mirror and scarcely glanced at a portrait of herself which hung on the wall over her head to sink on the bed seemed to be her object and thither paula accompanied her but when she came to where it stood and saw the clothes turned down and the pillows heaped at the head and the little bible lying open for her in the midst she gave a great and mighty sob and flinging herself down upon her knees wept with a breaking up of her whole nature in which her sins red though they were as crimson seemed to feel the touch of the divine love and vanish away in the oblivion he prepares for all his penitent ones when everything was prepared and jacqueline was laid quiet in bed paula stole out and down the stairs and wended her way to mrs hamlin's cottage she found her sitting up but far from well and very feeble at the first sight of paula's face she started erect and seemed to forget her weakness in a moment what is it she asked you look as though you had been gazing on the faces of angels has has my hope come true at last has jacqueline returned oh has my poor lost erring child come back paula drew near and gently steadied mrs hamlin's swaying form yes she smiled and with the calmness of one who has entered the gates of peace whispered in low and reverent tones she lies in the bed that you spread for her with the bible held close to her breast there are moments when the world about us seems to pause when the hopes fears and experiences of all humanity appear to sway away and leave us standing alone in the presence of our own great hope or scarcely comprehended fear such a moment was that which saw paula re-enter jacqueline's presence with mrs hamlin at her side leaving the latter near the door she went towards the bed why did she recoil and glance back at mrs hamlin with that startled and apprehensive look the face of jacqueline was changed changed as only one presence could change it though the eyes were clearer than when she left her a few minutes before and the lips were not without the shadow of a smile she is dying whispered paula coming back to mrs hamlin dying 
and you have waited so long but the look that met hers from that aged face was not one of grief and startled she knew not why paula drew aside while mrs hamlin crossed the room and quietly knelt down by her darling's side marjorie jacqueline the two cries rang through the room then all was quiet again you have come back were the next words paula heard how could i ever have doubted that you would i have been driven back by awful suffering was the answer and another silence fell suddenly jacqueline's voice was heard love slew me and now love has saved me exclaimed she and there came no answer to that cry and paula felt the shadow of a great awe settle down upon her and moving nearer to where the aged woman knelt by her darling's bedside she looked in her bended face and then in the one upturned on the pillow and knew that of all the hearts that but an instant before had beat with earth's deepest emotion in that quiet room one alone throbbed on to thank god and take courage and the fire which had been kindled to welcome the prodigal back burned on and from the hollow depths of the great room below came the sound of a clock as it struck the hour seven end of chapter forty five